Welcome back, everybody. This is episode six of the Sleazy Podcast. We've been on a bit of a summer break, I suppose you could say. Um, but we're back, but on a not-so-normal schedule, so it'll be whenever we decide to podcast in between the Nerco versus podcast, which should be coming back soon. Um, but before we begin, I want to let everybody know that the Nerco and the Sleazy Podcast is sponsored by nerdko.com go get you some sweet nerd gear um, nerd accessories get your wallet you know maybe a lanyard something to style out in but just spend some damn money yeah yeah I mean it's not like it's that much I mean the economy isn't terrible nowadays come on people we have very respectable prices yes and 99% of the objects will be uh, uh, shipped to you personally from Sleazy. Yeah, and I write a little note sometimes on the box. Sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're, you know, I leave little hearts and kisses, hugs and kisses. Um, what what did our old district manager used to say? Our prices are good. <laughs> it's something like that, wasn't it? Well, they're good, and they're as good as they're going to get. Yeah, and they're as good as they're going to get. But, uh, so anyways, check it out. Buy something. Backpack. <clears throat> Um, anyways, we're just going to go into it since we've been gone all summer. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters first. The reboot that was not so highly anticipated <laughs> and nobody really cared for it. But what, you didn't see it yet, I, did I you? I still haven't seen it. I don't really care to see it. Okay, so I'll tell you how I felt about it. And I'm, you know me, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I mean, I still got stuff that I had from a kid as a kid and... I mean, I still look forward. Some new stuff, too. Yeah, and I look forward to it. But I wasn't happy about this being put out as it's documented on our former podcast, you know. Um, and it just wasn't the right thing to do. It wasn't the right direction to go to honor the old movies or even to carry on with something new. But I really wanted to like the movie because I'm a Ghostbusters fan. I really 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 wanted new Ghostbusters to look forward to you know they brought Ecto Cooler out which I haven't even had because I'm so pissed off from watching this movie it sucked that bad I felt taken advantage of I felt like they were insulting me as a man um, and, and I mean if you're a guy and you watch that movie and you don't get insulted then you didn't get what they were trying to do because the whole movie is one giant fuck you to the male gender <laughs> I mean, Paul Feige, Feige, whatever you say his name, I think he secretly wants to be a woman. I've said that before, and I'm going to keep saying it until he makes a different type of fucking movie. But I, I, we, we go, we've gone on about this for a while. We were there at the beginning. We said, yeah, female centric reboot, whatever. It's a gimmick. Gimmicks can be good. Gimmicks can be bad. So we didn't really care. But as as more and more kept coming along. I mean, all this animosity built to to it. And then they responded to it in this very negative way. Yeah. There was a lot of negativity all around. And it, it became so much to the point where I was rooting for the movie in the beginning. Like, you know, it can still be good. It can, yeah. be, it can be its own thing. But the more everything went on, the animosity between the people who made the movie and their fans, it really, like, turned me against the movie pretty quickly. I'm like, why yeah. are they doing this? Why don't they just say, if they'd have just said, like, hey, just wait for the movie to come out and check it out and judge it on its own merits cool and if you still want to be some misogynist internet troll that's that's your thing and I think I blame Sony Sony at this point is like a horrible movie studio 
And they didn't make a Ghostbusters movie. They got Paul Feige to make a Paul Feige movie. Yeah. And, you know, they can be good. They can be bad. You know, I still think Bridesmaid is hilarious. But I think he's got diminishing returns on his movies since then. But he made a Paul Feige movie. And Sony said, all right, we're going to slap Ghostbusters on it. And it is what it is. And I think they never made up their mind either. Did they want to do a reboot? Is it a sequel? Yeah. And I think from the beginning, they led people to believe that, oh, this is going to be its own thing, totally. But, you know, there's still the firehouse. There's still the cameos from the old cast. Well, and he said it was going to be totally different from the original one. And they did everything they could to make it just like the original one. From the reviews I've read, it's like every time they started doing their own thing, it's like they had to remind you that there was another Ghostbusters that was better. Yeah. And... I, I think that was just a bad choice. I think if they just totally did their own thing, and w- were separate, it, it would have been a, uh, it would have been helpful to them. Yeah, I mean, it was just the opening scene is the best part of the movie. It's very cool, very Ghostbusters feel to it, and then after that, they just do so much stuff that just is insulting, and. It's not just insulting because I'm a guy. It's insulting to the original Ghostbusters movie. And look, if this was a good movie and it still had all of these insults that I'm saying, I would probably be like, yeah, it was good, but it had this. But the bottom line is, it's a terrible movie. Like, if I were to rate it out of one to five, it would be a one. Maybe a one and a half because of the opening scene. If it was one out of ten, I'd go two out of ten. But, I mean, the whole thing is they have Chris Hemsworth's character where he applies to be a secretary, and he's the dumbest fucking person ever. Like, nobody is that stupid. And, you know, Janine wasn't that in the original series. No, they didn't make Janine an idiot. Janine was at least as competent as them, if not more so in many ways. But, uh, I mean, there's, like, one part where he's wearing glasses, and uh, he takes them off, and he's, like, putting his fingers through them, and they're like, what happened to your lenses? he's like, well, I got tired of cleaning them, so I took them out. <laughs> and then, like, the whole, like, end of the movie, you know, where they're fighting the bad ghost, and they shoot him in the dick. And he's a ghost. He doesn't have <laughs> anything there, so what difference does it make where you shoot him? But it was just little things like that, and it was just like, the whole movie was like, girl power this, girl power that. And then, like, even... When we were leaving the theater, I overheard um, a couple of chicks that seen it, and they were like, oh, I sort of liked it, but what was the whole point of going after dudes like that for? And that was the whole point. They made it They made it a point to go after everybody that bashed that movie when it was announced. So it was a giant fuck you to everybody that didn't want it to succeed, which that's not the way to make a movie. Make a movie because you want to make it. Don't make it to prove a point, you know? I'll tell you, my favorite thing about this whole movie actually is we we said this objectively that it, it probably wasn't going to be a good movie after the preview started coming out and a lot of people said this guys women everybody in between and there was a lot of you know movie review websites that kind of kept going like oh only misogynist fanboys hate this movie blah blah blah, blah the whole time and anybody with sort of some objective sense could be like eh, i don't know if it's going to be that great and when it finally came out, it wasn't that great. It was fun to read all these reviews yeah. from all these people. It was so awesome. Is what they, it was. they were they they were trying to backtrack 
but they were trying to you know make it sound like oh it was still a good movie but like every review I read from all those sites in the end said yeah it's it's basically an average ish movie it's not even average I mean it's below average I, I think uh, the only reason why you could say it's average is because they pumped so much money into the special effects well I think uh, uh, we read uh, Colin Sims sent us his review or his yeah. review a while back and I think he summed it up basically when he said at best it's average yeah and I'm like yeah that's, that's about what you can say about it yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, like, I'm still pissed about it, but, like, as that movie went along, I just kept feeling more and more anger, and by the time the movie was over with, I hopped up, and I was like, that movie fucking sucked, <laughs> and somebody, you know, below this chick looked at me like, you know, what's your problem, and I was like, it was fucking awful, <laughs> like, that's all there is to say about it, I mean, and I mean, let's, Paul Feige is a one-trick pony. He does the same premise in every movie. And it's the same thing. Like, show me something different, dude. And he had the perfect opportunity to do it, you know, and he just didn't do it. But I don't know. You say that to some people and they're, you know, you're automatically, you know, uh, you hate women or, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Yeah, I mean. A a woman-hating basement dweller. Yeah, and that's not not the case. You know, and I got into an argument with somebody on a post and I don't. I'm not trying to argue with anybody. I, it's my least favorite thing to do nowadays. Now that I'm a little older, and I just don't have any points to prove. Uh, you know, I'd rather just speak here, and then that'd be the end of it. But she called me. You know, she was like, "Well, you just hate anything with women in it." And I was like, "No, that's that couldn't be farther from the truth. Some of my favorite movies have women kicking ass in them. Um, Quentin Tarantino. How many movies has he made that are phenomenal that have the women winning and?" Uh, you know, being strong, independent, and kicking ass. Uh, Kill Bill, Kill Bill 2, um, Death Proof, where the girls beat up a guy who's serial killing women. I mean, <laughs> come on, you know, Jackie Brown. Uh, what what else do you want from me? Uh, <laughs> I, one of my favorite movies from like the last 10 or 15 years was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. And if that, and that, if that movie wasn't, you know, have st- uh, feminism stamped all over oh it does big time I mean that is a movie dedicated and about strong women it was funny because it didn't feel like a Mad Max movie it felt like a woman in the desert movie you know? and, it, and it was a good movie and well it, speak for yourself it was an amazing movie <laughs> it's funny I was listening to um, Stern during the Academy Awards <laughs> and he was like how did they win all these awards he was like that movie fucking sucked <laughs> and I was like finally somebody agrees with me but um, okay, so moving on to like the next end of summer kind of movie that everybody was looking forward to, Suicide Squad. And I know you've seen this because you've seen it without me. Did you? No, or did no, you we, see it with saw, me? We saw this one again. Okay, cool. I, I'm having trouble remembering that. <laughs> what was the one movie you saw without me? I, I saw Star Trek without you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and we could talk about that too, you know. I, I love that movie, by the way. I, you know, a lot of reviews at the time said it's the most Star Trek of the last three Star Trek movies. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I don't know if it made a whole, whole lot of money. But I think I think they've all been kind of... I think it did pretty good uh, worldwide. So so I was I was interested. I, I liked it. I'm waiting for the next one. And I'm glad... Uh, who was it? Simon Pegg was like a co-writer on this one. I thought it was... It, it got a little too fast and fury-y, you know? Yeah. Like that whole... 
You uh, could tell Justin Lin had his name stamped they on it. Like the whole dirt bike thing in like the last third of the movie was a little much. Right. I didn't care for the dirt bike. But. I, I, I would almost say that whole last battle with like sabotage was almost too much. But it was just it was just right. Yeah. When when they when they hit sabotage and they start going in, that was like a really fun moment. And they're like, is this classical, classical? music? <laughs> um now you know what um I don't know, kills me, I guess. How many times are they going to blow up the fucking Enterprise? Yeah, it seems like they're doing it every movie now. Yeah, I mean, Jesus and Christ. And what does it do, take 10 minutes to rebuild? Yeah, they go to a space station and it's just like, build a new ship, we're ready to go. Yeah. But uh, I'm ready to see some out in space exploration and them encounter something new. And I mean... Supposedly they're bringing back uh, Hemsworth to be in the next one as his yeah. dad again. And, every, and people are thinking this might be the last one in this uh, alternate universe yeah. series, which, you know, if they can tie it back together, it'd be cool. But yeah. Um, we, we, can always, we always need more Star Trek. We've both been watching TNG. Yeah, yeah, we have been this summer. And I mean, it, I, I needed my Star Trek fix. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says, but Card's my captain. I, I, I don't know if I could pick a captain, if I, if I absolutely had to, but I mean, Picard is just, he's the man. Yeah. Um, but with the movie coming out, we also got news that Star Trek Discovery, Discovery. is going to be coming. But you have to pay for CBS Access. I mean, I think that's kind of lame. I, I think that's an awful move. I I, I think it might uh, end up making the show not last. Yeah. Um, but if you don't live in the U.S. and Canada, you get it the next day on Netflix. Netflix. Which <laughs> is stupid. Yes, that's... Uh, and it's uh, it's being uh, directed or at least written or showrunnered by uh, Brian Fuller. Everybody says he loves Star Trek and he loves the original series. So I'm thinking this is going to be really good. And, yeah. And then, like you said, we got to have to pay for CBS streaming or whatever just to watch it. I'm like, why aren't you putting this on primetime TV? You know, there are, you know we've, we might have talked about this on the Nerd Kill podcast, but how, how many years now have we gone without uh, Star Trek on TV regularly? It's been since 2005, so you know? about 11 years. And I mean, if you think about from the 90s until then... I mean, I'm sure that there might have been a gap between like uh, Deep Space Nine and uh, Enterprise, but Star Trek was almost always on TV in the '90s. Yeah, and I think it's it's sort of a shame that it hasn't been. I think that was that's one one of the big uh, pluses for tra- Star Trek that it was always a TV show and it was always yeah. pretty good quality, with its ups and downs, but usually pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm really stoked, but uh, I think they said that there isn't going to be a true captain to this. I, uh, I haven't gotten into too much but I know it's going to be like it might even be like each season might be set at a different place or a different time yeah like I think this one's going to be set in between Star Trek and Next Generation 10 years before the the movie mm-hmm. in that that dimension so, so. so I, I like the concept of setting it at different times and stuff but you know, I, I think everybody's waiting for like Will Wheaton to come back and be a captain as Crusher yeah I mean that would be sweet uh, I don't know how up to it he'd be. I think he'd be up to I, it. I think he'd do it. He probably least, needs money. I think he'd at least, you know, guest star or, or something, even if it wasn't a regular appearance, but I'm sure he'd come back. He just disappeared with that fucking alien and never came back. <laughs> I mean, we need to know what happened to Crusher, even though he's a dick. <laughs> I, 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 I like Wesley. I don't care. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> but Don't bring him on the bridge. Back to what we were talking about, Suicide Squad. So I personally loved it. I mean, I think a lot of people are overanalyzing the movie. And well, just... let's let's start with 
almost, it seemed sort of like universally <laughs> critics wanted to bash this movie, much like they did uh, Batman versus Superman. And every time somebody asked me about it or would put a post on it, I was like, is it worth it to go see Suicide Squad? I'm like, have you read the reviews? They're like, yeah. And I tell them, it's not that bad. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it was a great movie. It was obvious that there was some meddling or at least some meeting halfway in between the studio and David Ayers, which I wish uh, DC and Warner Brothers would stop doing. Yeah, just leave him alone and let his vision come to life. Or or be in it from the beginning. I mean, that's the thing that Marvel has always done, almost yeah. from the beginning, is they're, they're in every aspect. They are the producers, and if they don't think the movie's going to be good at the end, they'll fix it at the beginning. You know, yeah. they didn't... They didn't exactly like where Edgar Wright was going with Ant Man, so they he, he they didn't let him direct. They had they put in who they wanted to direct, and that was it. And the movie doesn't really suffer too much for it, even though you can tell there's the Edgar Wright flavor. And in and in DC's case, especially with uh, uh, Suicide Squad, you come in to hear all, all these stories about there was different teams editing different cuts of the movie. David Ayers had his cut, but Warner Brothers wanted to do their cut. They hired they meet a in the totally different company to come in and re-edit it. You know. Um. Yeah, it's not cool. You know, it's not cool for your fans. It's not cool for you to put a product out there like that. Even though, like you said, it's not bad. I personally had a lot of fun watching it. It I was mean, fun. Yeah. I, I I hate, and I've said this before. It, I said the same thing with Batman versus Superman. A lot of reviews I read, they come like, "Oh well, there's there's a lot of fun lacking in this movie." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. There might they might be dark, and they might be a little too dark at times. But, I mean, during Suicide Squad, our theater was cracking up the whole time. Yeah. It didn't seem like anybody in there didn't enjoy it. But, you know, and I'll say this again, which I tweeted before, and I said, you know, Jared Leto would have played um, a transgender who needed HIV medication as the Joker. They would have gave it phenomenal, you know, phenomenal reviews, and it'd be up for an Oscar (laughs) next year. I mean, that's the truth, you know? Or if... Um, what's her face from Ghostbusters? What, what's her name? Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy would have played Harley Quinn. They would have loved it. And I, and I told you right after the movie, they had that joke where they're climbing up the uh, the federal building, and even Harley says, "I need to work on my cardio more or something." Yeah. <laughs> if that had been Melissa McCarthy making a fat joke right there, they'd have been all over it. It'd have been gold. But because she's hot, and because they they, you know, went with it which is Harley Quinn's character, they've always objectified her sexually. Um, you know, they made a big fucking deal about it. And it was just like, why does she get punished? Because she takes care of her body and, you know, shows it off. I mean, in the movie, you know, I mean, I, I don't get it. It's a double standard. And it's totally not cool, I think. But, I mean, for those of you that can't, you know, get a grasp of how Kyle's reacting, he's just not in the mm. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I... It's, it's just... People want to sound one way. Yeah, it's like is is Suicide Squad some life changing affirmative movie? No, it's stupid action hero blockbuster fun. Yeah, that's done fairly competently. <sighs> and you know, I, I I hate to see people just always. And I don't know what it is about DC that are getting people like so riled up. I can tell you, I'll be the first to say, I don't think they've hit the nail on the head yet. Man of Steel was okay. Batman vs Superman was okay. I know you've seen the extended cut. I haven't. It's great. And why didn't they just release that in the first place? It's only an extra half hour. And... Every every reviewer or person I've talked to said, "Yeah, the the extended cut like fleshes it out 
more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you didn't like it to begin with, you know, that extra half hour probably won't, you know, put you over the top or anything. But I don't know why they just didn't release it that way to begin with. And the same thing with Suicide Squad. They messed with it. And according to David Ayers, the theatrical cut is his director's no, cut. It's and not. we won't be seeing anything else. We will. We'll get a director's we'll, cut. We'll, we'll see. I'd love to see it. I'd yeah. love to see his original. They say it was even sort of darker in tone. So I'd love to see it, but I, I don't know if we ever I will. can tell you that because the entire fucking trailer they cut was scenes that weren't in the movie. So that right there tells you that's not his cut. And, and of course, you know, it was going around. They had that the guy who was going to sue Warner Brothers or whatever because those scenes weren't in the movie. Or yeah. Whatever, because there wasn't enough Joker. It's false advertisement. <laughs> and they said, uh, Jared Leto said in an interview that there's so many scenes of him that they could have made an entire Joker movie. And, you know, I want to see all that stuff. I mean, I guess there was one scene where he was abusing Harley Quinn. And I'm like, Shocker. Yeah, I, I want to see that, you know. It's part of their relationship, you know. Uh, Alex, according to uh, uh, some specs or whatever, there's only going to be about 10 minutes of deleted scenes. So everybody's wondering if, if Leto was just high when he was talking or something. No, there's more footage. And it'll come out. They'll give us a director's cut. I I think we'll, fully we'll get one. Because they, they made so much money off the director's cut for Batman versus oh, yeah. Superman. They're, they're not stupid. They're going to do it. But, that being said, I can tell you why people bash DC. And I think it's because they're so madly in love with Marvel. They don't want any competition. Which, it's not a competition. It's a comic book movie, you know? I like them either which yeah, way. I don't I, care. I, don't think, I just want to see more. And I, I don't think Marvel's all that great. They they obviously have found their sweet spot, and they know how to do these movies, and they know how to do them pretty well. Like I, said, I don't think there's a lot of great movies in their lineup, but I think they're all pretty solid. And I, like I said, DC hasn't gotten there yet. I think they're trying a little too hard. They try to put a little too much into every movie, and it's part of their problems. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't get why people like to hate more on them and you know I, I love Marvel I hope they keep going and I hope DC keeps going you know DC's got some of my favorite characters I can't wait for the Ben Affleck Batman movie that's going to be coming it's going to rock Wonder Woman looks great yeah you know that's going to rock especially uh, if they say what you know if the rumors are true and it's Arkham Asylum that's going to be whoo killer I am I am kind of happy that you know, Zack Snyder up till now has sort of been like the architect of the uh, uh, DC universe, and it's not going to be him anymore. Yeah. So they're bringing in somebody who was actually in the comics, Jeff Johns or something. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, that's how Marvel's done it. They had uh, Kevin Feige, the producer, who's been like the guy almost since the beginning, and he's he's in charge. So I like how DC's finally going to do that. You know, I like Zack Snyder. He's a fairly good director, you know. He's got his own style. Yeah, he's he's into his his uh, his vision. You know, he has that stamp on every one of his movies. And you know, I, I mean, some of his best movies. Three Hundred was a comic book movie, and I don't know if it still holds up quite as powerful and not in the theaters it does today. But I remember going to see that in the theater and thinking it was great. I just watched it not too long ago, and it was I still had the same feel for it. You know, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen is I don't excellent. Know, people love to hate on Watchmen, but I think he did a fairly literal job of bringing the comic book to the screen. Yeah. And then, you know, he did, he did Sucker Punch, and I think this is sort of the difference. You can see, I think Sucker Punch was kind of his baby, and it's not a particularly good movie. It's almost like a series of uh, music videos in a yeah. way. I, I saw it in the theater. I might be the only one I know who saw it in the theater. But I really kind of liked it. 
and but I think that highlights the difference. I think his the movies that he sort of is really the lead on. I think they just can't quite hold up to these other movies that have had these really good scripts and stories already done with. So I don't he's not the guy you want being the architect of the DC universe. You know, just to touch on David Ayers, the director of Suicide Squad, I haven't seen a bad David Ayers movie yet. And I think that there's a better version of this movie out there. You know why? Because I saw fucking Fury the other night. You know, he makes he makes these, you know, team movies. He yeah. made Sabotage with Arnold, yeah. which was probably one of Arnold's better late movies, yeah. you know? That, th- that's what he does. Yeah. You know, it, like you said, Fury, Sabotage, he makes these team movies. So, you know, Suicide Squad, which probably had a few too many characters, main characters, uh, that was right up his alley. You yeah. know, granted, he only had supposedly like six weeks to write the whole script and get it figured out. So there was a lot of problems with Suicide Squad from the beginning. I hear that they're already going to shoot in spring of 2017 for the sequel. I, I think that I, I haven't looked into it, but that's the rumor, I think. But let's just see if this movie's really as bad as it, they say it is domestically. It did two hundred eighty-two million, eight hundred eighty-two thousand. Um, the budget alone was one hundred seventy-five million. Then you got to throw in at least another hundred for advertising anymore. So I mean, let's just say they they did almost three hundred million. They almost made that back in domestic. Now let's go over here and look. Worldwide, it's done six hundred and thirty-five million dollars, almost seven, almost six hundred thirty-six million, um, and that's up there with. You know, one of the Captain Americas and a couple other Marvel movies. I mean, so it it is a success either which way you look at it. Um, so, <laughs> and I mean, it, how long has it been in number one in theaters? I don't know if it, it made it this weekend, but it it's been it up there. It was at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. So and hey, that to me is a success. Like for me, it's a near miss, just because DC Warner Brothers obviously doesn't quite have they haven't hit the nail on the head yet yeah but i think they will and it's only a matter they're of time. close they're close and i think i think justice league is gonna be it i think they're gonna put their stamp down on i that. love i love the the comic-con preview for justice league yeah. with batman meeting the flash and uh, aquaman and all that yeah it, i need friends <laughs> that was good i like that so i'm putting together a team yeah uh did he say yes he said no <laughs> <laughs> but Okay, so we're just gonna go ahead and move on. So I'm kind of tired of talking about Suicide Squad. How about I, you? I think it's I think it's been done. Um, go see it, like it, whatever. Before we started, I made you watch a couple of the Amazon pilots. For those of you that don't know anything, I, I about like this, this concept. I like the Amazon pilots concept. Yeah, what it, what it is is there's three pilots, and Amazon is giving you the opportunity to watch all three of those pilots, and each pilot is a different episode or series. Um, one's the Tick. One's uh, um, John Claude Van Johnson, which is totally awesome, and then the other one is a man named Dick, I think, or, or something. Or like. I love Dick, or something like that. I love with Dick. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I love Dick is what it is, and I haven't watched that one. It doesn't really interest me. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. Kevin Bacon's cool, but I just don't care. I mean, <laughs> it looks more like a drama comedy, yeah. kind of thing. The other two just grabbed me from the beginning. Um, I personally voted for the tick the first time. Then I watched the uh, Van Johnson, Van Johnson. <laughs> and I went back and I voted for that one too. 
But what happens is the winner who gets the most votes gets uh, a full series ordered by Amazon. Uh, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, but I mean, what 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 was your thoughts after you watched the Tick and well, Jean Claude Van? Start Johnson? with the Tick. Uh, there was the comic book for the Tick. There was like the old Saturday morning cartoon for the Tick. I really want to watch that again. There was the live action uh, Tick with uh, was it Patrick Warburton or whatever. Yeah. I haven't watched any of those. I remember I saw some of the Tick, the cartoon when it was on, so I'm not I'm not really a fan. I get the idea that it was sort of like a send up of comic books about heroes and all that, but I just I just never really got into it. But I think this version of the Tick, while it's the same in some ways, I think it's not going to be. In some ways, it's not going to be as over the top. I like the guy who they got to play the Tick. You know, his nerdy sidekick conspiracy. You know, mentally Arthur. ill friend Arthur. That dude gonna is be the Arthur one hundred percent. And uh, I think you said it. I like the terror. He seems yeah. like he's, he's a bad guy and he eats his ice cream or whatever. Yeah, that's the best part of that show. Like, he, like first of all, the kid's dad dies from a, a spaceship, spaceship falling off him. with these superheroes fighting the terror. But then he comes up and he, he totally like just eats the kid's ice cream, like <laughs> spilling down his shirt. And then he just throws the cup on the ground and walks away. And poor Arthur's just sitting there, eye twitching and. <laughs> He's tortured for life now, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I I liked it, man. It was cool. I can't wait to see more. That being said, uh, I really loved Jean Claude Van Johnson. Yeah, and like back back in the like back in the day, back in the nineties, you know, I loved Arnold and Stallone, but Van Damme was kind of like my guy for some reason. Yeah, I, I remember really liking the Van Damme movies, and I over the years, you know, he's his movies aren't as good as Stallone's or Arnold's. Right, but they've got there. You know, everybody loves blood sport and kickboxer and all that stuff. And Time Cop, making fun of Time Cop. I saw Time Cop in the theater back when it came out. Time Cop was awesome, <laughs> and and I think out of all those guys, Van Damme's sort of the one that has gone down the most over the years. And I think one of the things that really kind of held him down was he never really had a sense of humor about himself, or yeah. he never showed it anyway. You know, you know those guys like Arnold and Stallone. They always had, you know, like if you see Last Action Hero. Yeah. You know, that whole movie is sort of Stallone or Arnold making fun of Arnold in a way. Yeah. And they, those guys knew what they were doing. They would know they weren't making like high art, you know, cinema yeah. masterpieces. They were making, you know, fun movies, action movies. And you could tell John claude Van Damme thinks that he made a glorious <laughs> film and he didn't. <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's always been sort of his problems. He's always sort of taken a little too seriously. But, you know, it, in his later years here, he did JCVD, where I think he plays himself and he gets caught in a bank robbery. And it's supposed to be more like one of those self-deprecating movies. He was in Expendables 2, and now he's been in uh, John claude Van Johnson, where you really start to see, he's like, you know what, he gets it. Yeah. He understands. And, you know, the, you know, the point of the movie where he ha- tries to do the splits and he can't do it, and he gets the baton right in the face. Yeah. And he realizes he's not that great of an actor. And... I think, and it, it's still the you know his action. He he can still throw the kicks when he needs to. He can do the splits when he needs to. You know he had that Volvo commercial, yeah, not too long ago where he did the splits between two trucks or whatever. So I I really like it. I think if you're a fan of like the old school action movies, you have to give it a shot. How about when the opening scene where the girl comes out and you get a nice little shot of her butt and she's well, you know. dripping wet and he's in bed and he just hates his life and. You can just tell this is a man that doesn't want to wake up anymore. All the water is coconut water. <laughs> She's like, 
she's like, why am I so sticky? I just got out of the shower. And he's like, because it's coconut water. <laughs> and she's like, coconut water? And he's like, all the plumbing runs through coconut water. You know that you've been here before. <laughs> and she's like, this is my first time here. Like, that was cool. You know, I mean, every scene in that show was cool. I thought, I laughed genuinely. And I, I that was the second time I watched it when I had you watch it. And, you know, it, I had the same experience. But, of course, the premise is that not only is he Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he's also, like, a spy. Yeah. He, whose code name is Johnson. And <laughs> he runs special ops. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've been mentioning it already, the scene where he, he's dressed up and he goes undercover. And everybody yeah. keeps calling him Philippe. And he tries to convince Philippe he's him from the future because yeah. he looks just like him. And then he starts referencing Time Cop. Yeah. And he says, well, maybe maybe time travel works like Looper. Have you seen Looper? He's like, yes, but I like Time Cop. I believe Time Cop more. Yeah. And he, he like spins him around. And what's he say? What's Philippe? Or what's he say to Philippe? Like, you have, you have Before taste. he snaps his neck, he says, you have excellent taste in films. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the best part, you know. So I, I, I actually hope that one... I, I'd sit down and watch, you know, however many episodes they want to do of that, if they can keep the tone just the way it was, without, you know, making fun of him too much, but just get in the right spot. I, I really like Van Johnson. Yeah, Van Johnson was excellent. I mean, these are golden episodes that you should be watching right now, and then you should be voting on them. You know, one of these is going to be the next series, and I don't want it to be I Love Dick. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'd rather see Van Johnson or The Tick. Uh, Either way, I think all three of these are going to get picked up somewhere for something. So we'll see what happens. But that Jean-Claude Van Johnson is just a, it's an amazing piece. If, of, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. But it actually makes me want to watch Time Cop now. Like, I need to find that on Blu-ray. And if, I, if I buy that, we're watching it this week. I, there's that old uh, South Park episode where they, they get a Walmart in the town and they, they, they're like, look, Kyle, you can buy a three pack of Time Cop for twenty nine or nineteen ninety nine. like He's like, wait a minute. I don't even want to buy one copy of Time Cop. Why would I buy three? <laughs> oh, whatever. Those fools. Time Cop was amazing and they know it. But <laughs> I, I do think that's funny when the guy calls him out and he's like, you can't touch me if you're future me. Matt, matter same matter can inhabit the same space at the same time yeah he was like if you're me I just saw Time Cop he was like if you're me what do you like better Looper or Time Cop Time Cop <laughs> amazing though I mean it's the fact that he filmed something where he ripped on himself for you know, I, we have to find out who wrote that because whoever wrote that is a genius yeah I'm, I'm down to watch Time Cop though I don't know about you oh look uh, at that Bloodsport and Time Cop double feature on Blu-ray. I, I think I'd watch just about any Van Damme uh, up until about like 95 or something. Sudden Death, I think, was his last big one. Anything after that. Sudden Death was really good, though. Anything after Sudden Death is a bit... Ooh, uh, what about, uh, was it Double Take? or Double Impact. Double Impact. Him. <laughs> it, it was Twins or whatever? Yeah. That was good. I, I enjoyed that one. What's the one with uh, Dennis Rodman? Oh, uh, that one was bad. I think that was like the beginning of the downfall, late '90s. Well, he did that one, and then he like right after that he did one with uh, Rob Schneider was his sidekick or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember that. Wow, man, this is bringing back memories. So, uh, yeah, poor poor JCVD. I mean, eight twenty seven. I mean, I have to buy that, right? I think you do. It's double feature though. Like, but you know what I'm into now? 
I'm into claiming the codes for the digital mm-hmm. copy too, because mm-hmm. I just want to open a program and see all the movies that I've collected. So, I mean, is that weird? I mean, I think that's how a lot of people do it anymore. You get it, get it on your streaming device and just watch it whenever. Yeah, I mean, like one day at work, I loaded up Man of Steel while I was working and just listened to it, and it was pretty cool. Look, I mean, we, we all know you're watching movies on the job. Don't even. I'm not watching them. I'm listening to them. <laughs> it's completely different. Oh yeah, it's like listening to a book. Fuck you. Um, okay. <laughs> you gotta, so. you gotta, how embarrassed are you going to be when they catch you at work listening to Top Gun? <laughs> I will stand up, and when they pull the HR person in there, I'm like, Time Cop is fucking great, and you should be ashamed of yourself for dogging John Claude Van Damme. Actually, JC is what they call him. JC. JC's the man, and you fucking know it. He's better than Steven Seagal. Piss ants. <laughs> But no, I wouldn't be too embarrassed. I think somebody would sit down and probably watch it, you know. But I mean, it's sometimes it's on, sometimes I pause it. I mean, sometimes I have it playing and I don't even have my earbud in. So I mean, I get totally lost throughout the day. Just depends what happens. But so the last topic of this glorious first podcast back, um, it's something that I think all of us have experienced at one point or another. That frequent social media or any accounts and I mean we all have that one friend or more or more or you you know you've had relationships that fail and you have to un unfriend somebody so we thought it'd be a good time to talk about when to unfriend a friend on Facebook and for me personally over the summer and over the past course of a year I'd say I had a friend that I was really good friends with and I mean, I'm still cool with him if he ever wants to hang out or something like that. But I doubt he'll call or anything like that. But it got to a point where over the course of a year, anything that I posted, whether it was political or something, he would put his opinion in. And his opinion was always right. And everybody else's was wrong. And, you know, I, that's fine. I'll debate you. But once we've debated several times and I've told you, hey, let's agree to disagree that should be the end of it, regardless if I post anything that you agree or disagree. You alone hold the power to scroll past anything I post. And, and that goes a long way, the power to just scroll on. Yeah, by. it'll save many friendships. And what had happened was I posted a funny Trump video, and all I did was put like little laughing emojis. I didn't put anything that was certifiably debatable or calling anything out or welcoming any controversy to be, you know, commented. It wasn't a particularly serious post. No, it wasn't serious at all. I just laughed at it because I thought it was funny. And another person put something down, which he's special. He's allowed to do it. I don't mind him. I mean, (laughs) and sure, some of you might be saying that's a double standard, but you don't know this individual. Um, He, he's special. (laughs) So he can post whatever he wants. I don't get offended by it. You know, it's just him. He's he's not, he doesn't know right from wrong in that situation. Let's just say that. But, and then another person came, this person that I've been talking about, they posted something and it was just like, you know, 14 times Hillary Clinton lied. Like, dude, I just... 14 minutes up. Yeah, and I had just said in the beginning, we know she's flip-flopped on tons of stuff. I don't care. I mean, that's not what I'm here to talk about in this particular post. And... Uh, he was like, well, I'm just, you know, and I'm like, he, he's like, I'm just backing up, you know, such and such. And I'm like, 
You didn't have to. He made his point, and I responded to it. That's the end of it. You didn't need to chime in. You're just doing it because you want to antagonize somebody. And uh, it got a little escalated. And I said, look, dude, you know, I've been friends with you a long time. Just hit the unfollow button if there's something you don't want to see. End of story. And it was like, well, how passive-aggressive of you? And I don't know how passive-aggressive that is. I mean, I'm just telling you, if you don't like it, unfollow it so it doesn't ruin a friendship, you know? Because it's obviously you feel the need to comment on it, so it bothers you. So why would you let it bother you? You know, I don't have the time to let stuff bother me like that. And he responded back, well, maybe you should just unblock me because I'm not going to do that. And to me, that was a big fuck you. I'm going to keep commenting on your shit because I know it's going to bother you. So I hit the block button, which I only let it go on for a couple hours, and then I hit the unblock button. Because, um, you know, I don't want to... I, I can count on my hand, one hand, how many times I've deleted somebody. And has it ever been over politics? No. It's it's mainly because somebody's been aggressive and they feel the need to, like, call you out or something like that. And, you know, sure, if, if we're in a if we're in a forum and I want to debate in the proper place, that's fine. You know, I'll debate you. I don't care. But, I mean... Or a 10 TV post or something like that. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah, somewhere open. But when I post something that's just meant to get a laugh, and then you come out and you post another video that everybody's seen a million times, and you're trying to get a political agenda through, and you're um, pretty much achieving troll status, then it becomes a problem, and something has to be done. And, I mean, there's always that one person, whatever you post, whatever it is, they will comment on it, and they will try to make your day a pain because they want to be an asshole and they want to get a rise out of you. I've, I've never unfriended anybody. I think I might have been unfriended a few times. But, and I'm, not, I'm probably not on social media quite as much as you are, but uh, I, I tend to unfollow people sometimes. And it's always somebody who posts either a bunch of stupid stuff yeah. or it's politics 24-7 or it's stuff that's just factually, you know, you know... I, I believe we're in the age of fact-checking. If yeah. you can't take 10 seconds to Google something before you share it all, every time, then I don't know what you're doing on the Internet. Yeah, I mean, the Internet and, is made for you to read and be able to... Uh, and, it, and it, like, affects me negatively when I yeah. see these stupid posts pop up all the time. So I, I've been known to unfollow people, and I'll check on it every now and again. But it's like you're having a good day, and I know it sounds kind of, I don't want to say childish, but you're just, you know, you're having a nice day, and you just jump on Facebook for a minute. You just see somebody post something it, so stupid. Or it can ruin your day. It, it can it ruin just your kind mood. of, you know, takes you away. And you're like, for real, somebody is that dumb and putting that out there for everybody to see. I know, like, I call it like my internet pet peeve is I, I hate people who post fake quotes. <laughs> but they're so funny. And they always have the same thing. Like, well, I don't know if it's true, but the person probably would have agreed with it. Or, you know, I had somebody once tell me. It's like, well, the person has probably a thousand quotes saying roughly the same thing. And I said, well, if, if they agreed with you, why didn't you take the 30 seconds to Google and something find the they right, said? The right quote? Instead of something they might have said or something. And I don't know. It just, it just bothers me when people share fake quotes. So, anyways, I, I posted an article after this had all happened. And, you know, this time I posted it in hopes to get other people's opinions. So I'm, I'm kind of quiet like that. Like, I'll post something just to see if somebody will comment on it. And it was, uh, why you should delete your ex 
from Facebook, and it was a very valid um, article, mm-hmm. you know. And it pretty much told you it's, you know, the whole point of the article was for your personal health, you have to delete somebody that you've been intimate with. You don't want to sit there cyber creeping all the time, and you know you'll do it. Yeah, it's you will, to, you especially if you, yeah, and even when you do delete that, you still hit the search bar, you know, every couple months or whatever, because you're curious, you know. And every, I don't care what anybody says, everybody has their pride and everybody second guesses themselves at some point. Not all the time, but at some point. But, uh, and then um, one person kind of gave a, a smart remark, like, well, who doesn't do that? And there's a lot of people out there, you know. Um, for me, I tried to be the nice guy last time that this happened to me personally. And I had unfollowed them out of my friend's request or my feed, so I wouldn't see them. And they still popped up with because other people were liking their status. And, mm-hmm. and it was like a big plate of shit being put in front of me. And it really did, like you said, you know, it didn't matter if you were having a good day or a bad day. It physically ruined my day and put me in a bad mood for mm-hmm. days on end. And at, at that point, you just have to delete, you know. So it's, it's better for your psyche. Yeah. See, you know. I mean, there's some things you just have to do to be a, a much more healthier person and to... Um, just better yourself, you know. And what we don't realize is social media has, it's made us all sick in some shape or form. And whether you don't know it, you know, they've done studies where, you know, your brain becomes addicted to seeing that red, you know, the notification dot lit up and seeing likes, you know. you It makes you feel good that people like your posts and all that. Well, you know, it's just like, you know, when when this was more on phones and everything, you know, they had... That, um you know, people, you you feel that fake vibration mm-hmm. of your phone in your pocket, and you realize, nope, nope, it's not in there. It's not ringing or anything. But you just, uh, it's it's there because yeah. you kind of get addicted to it almost. But I mean, the bottom line is, I, I guess the whole thing of this is, is sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And sure, I didn't want to block or unfriend this person, but now that it's been a couple of weeks, you know, my feed is. You're just happier not seeing it. Yeah, all the time. my feed is a lot better. Not that I I care to see things that, or I cater my newsfeed to things I want to see. That's not the case. I like a good variety, and I want to see other people's opinions on things. But I don't have my notification lighting up, and it's constantly like, oh, blah 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 blah. This is wrong. Negative, blah, negative, blah, 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 blah. negative comment. Gary Johnson, this. Gary Johnson, <laughs> that. Like I don't. I didn't post anything about Gary Johnson. I don't care about him. You know. But um, you know, I think that. A lot of people, you know, try sometimes like me, try to do the right thing, and it ends up making them not as healthy, you know? We'll just say that. Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, you know, social media is still relatively new. Yeah. And it's only going to become sort of more invasive and more tied to who you are. We, we grew up without the internet. Yeah. You know, we were, you know, Facebook and YouTube weren't big until we were out of high school, basically. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when you think about kids now and kids in high school, I mean, that, it's been around their whole lives. Yeah. So, and you have to wonder how that affects them if they're always going around thinking the same things and, and how that can negatively affect someone. So I, I think it's just going to take everybody a while to find that uh, that space. Yeah. And it's like you said, it, if, if you know, you know, unless you're doing it on purpose, being a troll, which some people do, and you have to know that. There, there are some people that live to go through their news feed and just argue you know, with we, people. We have, some, we have some people we know that are trolls. And, you know, you, you have to know they are to begin with. And but like, they're not asshole trolls either. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, they can be. Just not to us. <laughs> no. But it's, you know, I, I've, 
I've done it before. I'll see something that's really stupid or, you know, politically different. Or, and I'll get that and I'll write some paragraph long response and I'll yeah. be, you know, spell checking and all that. And I'll get ready to press send and I'll be like, why am I, why did I just spend a half hour writing this response yeah. to this person who, who doesn't care what I'm going to say and hey. will not intellectually think about it? And then I just don't send and I keep on scrolling. Yeah. You know what? And I'm 100% guilty of trolling myself. You know, I mean, we've all seen that one guy that gets in our, our news th- uh, feed and one of the groups and we all just gang up on him and troll him and um, but that's it that's over once it's done it's done I don't come back and bother somebody and that was my whole point in case with this situation is it was becoming a bothersome event mm-hmm. and I finally spoke up and said something about it and the person didn't like what I had to say so and they told me to block him and I did and you know like I said I'm totally I don't have anything against the person you know, it was just a thing where I was fed up with it, and it needed to be done at some point. But, I mean, I ever seen him at a party or anything like that. It's totally cool. No worries there, because I genuinely have fun with him outside of the internet. But, and to make a long story short, you know, I told you, I can count on my hands how many people I've deleted. One hand. And one of the persons that I, one of the person that I, I deleted, uh, I actually got in touch with. And we had a very good conversation. It was, it was an ex. And we had a very good conversation. And she was very forthcoming and apologized to me. And, you know, admitted some wrongdoing on her part. And I was like, look, that was years ago. It's totally cool. You were young. No problems. Water, or, you know, water under the bridge. And uh, I added her back. So, I mean. You well, you know, know it's, it's like I said. It's, it's sort of a different world we're living in now. It's like the 24-hour news cycle. You watch the news all the time, and they need ratings, and they need news, and sometimes they, you know, they'll hype up this negative aspect right. of that. You always feel like the world kind of like a shitty place or whatever. You know, social media is the same. People 24-7 are yeah. putting thoughts and opinions out there and, and smart stuff and stupid stuff, and it can, it can really mess with you. Yeah, and you know what, man? I said this the other day. Facebook and social media was a great place before every white trash got an iPhone. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the truth. It's the truth. It's 100% factual. Um, but what are you going to do? You got to deal with it somehow. And like you said, you got to find your space. And to illustrate this for you, I have a really good friend of mine. I mean, we're really close. Um, we weren't great friends in high school, but we had, you know, through my through MySpace reconnected and she is very religious right now but it's funny because some of the things she does isn't very religious but needless to say I got tired of seeing uh, who's the childhood actor that's a big oh uh, Kirk Cameron yeah I I (laughs) totally got tired of seeing Kirk Cameron in my news feed so I hit the unfollow button but I'm still her friend and we still talk every week or every other day like you said, it, it's sort of passive aggressive, but it's not like I don't want to keep up with these people. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see every stupid post they post. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? My dad, growing up, he always used to tell me, "Think about what you say. Just think about something before you speak. Think about what you're going to say." And that's the problem. People don't think about the effects you're going to have with that person when you post that disagreement or whatever. And I've always. I've always said, when even when I post something, when I disagree with somebody, like, hey, man, nothing against you. This is just the way I feel. Um, we're still cool after this, no matter what. No matter if we disagree or uh, agree. 
And some people just don't know how to separate that or make that statement, you know? Well, I always think, would I say this to somebody's face? And if I wouldn't say it to their face, I'm not going to say it online. Yeah. And, you know, you, we, we've shared these conversations before that you see them go around for like, somebody has, you know, a thousand comments on some post about, you know, somebody's baby daddy or this, that, oh, the other. Yeah. And you're like, why would anybody with a grain of intelligence put that out there for everybody to see. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what people, <laughs> and you know, I'm embarrassed for some people when it comes down to it, but I'll say this. I love getting on reddit.com and going to the white trash folder because they have some phenomenal <laughs> shit, dude. I mean, it's stuff I can just look on there for days and be entertained. But anyways, so, you know, if you're asking yourself, or if you find yourself asking, should I delete this person? If you have that thought, you know, I would say try your best not to. But there comes a time when you do have to part ways or get get your space. Well, you know, I mean, Facebook has done this thing anymore. You know, everybody you know on Facebook is your friend. Yeah. And that's not true. No, that's it's, not even it's definitely not. There's, you know, there's me and you, we're friends. We hang out. We hung out at work. We hang out now that we're at different places. Yeah. We're friends. If I didn't see you for five years, I, I you know, I saw you be like, hey, Eric, blah, blah, blah. You know, we start right back up. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people on Facebook, they know people in other countries they've never, ever met, you know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're not friends, but, you know, there's, there's levels. There's acquaintances. There's just people you work with and this, that, and the other. So, I, you know... It, it's given you this sort of weird you, sense of people. You weren't meant... If you didn't gel with that person, you weren't meant for them to see everything that you're doing or they weren't meant for you. I mean, it's just that simple. And, I mean, it's gotten to be the point where everybody wants to be your friend and see your life. And I always say, uh, if I don't consider somebody a friend unless I think, uh, could I borrow money from that person? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you'd loan me 100 bucks, we're probably friends. If I'd loan you money, we're probably really friends. Yep. But with that being said, fuck it. Just delete them all. Just delete them. If you want to delete them, delete them all. Just get off social media, period. Yeah, go dark. Go go, go live in the hills where there's no internet. Well, maybe you need an internet connection. I guess. If, I still got to order off Amazon. If I didn't need my Facebook account to run the Nerdco account, I'd probably, I'd probably go dark right about now. Or have a lot less friends. Yeah, I'd probably just start nitpicking. A friend of mine shared a, a Ron Swanson meme. And it's, you know, Ron Swanson's guy. One to, uh, friends. One to three is sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I agree with Ron Swanson. But I think that's all we got for you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Come back soon for another episode whenever we have it up. Hopefully we'll be back soon. Yeah, we will. We will. We're getting back on schedule now that it's, you know, going to be fall. That winter is coming. Yes, winter is coming, and we will be having more shows. But uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you go to nerdco.com, nerdko.com. Buy some stuff. Yeah, buy some stuff. Share it. Like and it. And if you haven't Comment. done so, add Kyle on Facebook. He's a wonderful friend. Or don't. He'll like just, everything just, you post. I'll just unfriend you. Yeah. He'll 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 tell you when it's unfri- when it's time to unfriend <laughs> somebody. When he deletes you. When he deletes your ass. Day ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.